Talk That Matters, brought to you by the Salvation Army. Well, uh, from my point of view, we met. I moved from Nambour to Gympie, and uh, that's where I met Joyce at Sunday school. Uh, it was uh, probably eight years later that... Uh, that what happened happened. I was very impressed. I was a lonely young girl those days and uh, and I saw this uh, young fellow at Sunday school and I was very impressed and actually got annoyed if I saw him uh, talking to any other girl. It, it was a cold night and uh, I, Joyce and I were, were talking outside the hall and uh, I noticed that she didn't have a coat on and I had my uniform coat on so I said to her uh, he put my coat over your shoulders, which he did, and her father come out and found uh, the coat over her shoulders and uh, had a very adverse reaction, which she can tell you about. Well, it was a Salvation Army uniform coat and I wasn't very far from the front door, so there was no danger whatsoever. But uh, for whatever reason, he uh, took the coat off and uh, threw it on the table up the back of the hall and said, get in the car. I was just barely 17. I was living in a, um, uh, a quarters at a private hospital. And so I had left home at that stage. I was living away from home. And he drove me back to the hospital. And he thought that of course was the end of it, but it wasn't. Later in that night, when I was uh, sitting on the front steps, bemoaning what had happened to me, uh, to the other staff members, and uh, Hilton Harm arrived. I was worried about how she got on, but but we had no connection to one another at, at, at that stage. But uh, you know, but that was the that was the the spark that lit the fire, uh, and that's 54 years ago. Well, Valentine's Day doesn't mean anything to us because every day is Valentine's Day. Every, every morning of the week I'd take Joyce a, um, a tray and with a different flower on it. And this morning it was bougainvillea or something. I'd just wander around the garden and get something out. It's usually a rose in a crystal vase because he's an early bird. He's, he gets up early. I'm not a morning person, but he is. And so he has the tray prepared for when he hears me stir. And when I have stirred, he uh, brings me my breakfast in. Oh, well, I can't remember when it started. And I think... Uh, Oh, it's so many years ago. I don't. I don't remember. Do no, you it's ever? So long remember? ago. I can't remember when it started. Uh, I do make a, a fuss about Mother's Day. We'd cook Mummy breakfast, and then I'd give every like when they were really small, they'd just carry the teaspoon in or something. And but we'd go down the hallway or to the bedroom or something, and and we'd sing for she's a wonderful mother, for she's a wonderful mother, and all these little kids would be trotting in behind me, and I'd, I'd hold the main main like the bacon and eggs or something, whatever we'd done for her, because I didn't want them dropped on the floor. See. That was a way of, of, of cementing in their mind that you respect your mother, you know, that's, that's, that was, and that's, so that's been part and parcel of our life, you know. The very best surprise, and I think he nearly freaked out himself when I reacted, because, because he brings me breakfast in bed on a tray, there was a special occasion, in fact I do believe it was for the launching of book. my book, called an angel in the court that I go goosey when I think about it 
he, um, I had an interview at 4am from Perth, a radio talkback interview, and uh, that had happened so he knew that it was an early morning for me and I would be tired before the day was going to be out. And he uh, said, you need to have a rest. I think you better you know, have a little rest. So I did. And then he came in and said, are you nearly ready for breakfast? And I said, uh, yes, when you're ready, that'd be lovely. And he closed the door behind him. And um, when the tray came in, our daughter from America brings the tray in and says, room service. And I screamed and screamed and screamed. And I, I could feel myself slithering down in the bed. I couldn't believe it. Keeping our love alive, I believe it's being thoughtful to each other. It's uh, understanding each other's needs. It's uh, give and take. Um, there's so many things that make up a happy marriage. And I think one of the successes of our marriage must certainly be that we've got the same approach to disadvantaged people, you see. Everyone has their ups and downs in life. We've come from two different families, so why would we think alike? We don't, and so we agree to differ. And uh, I believe that that's the best way to go about things, you know, agree to differ, but um, to attend to issues that arise or, or anything, any difficulty, uh, sort them out and deal with them as soon as possible, and um, all is sweet again. Agree to differ, but don't be disagreeable about the disagreement, if you know what I mean. A big thing in, in keeping our marriage alive and sweet um, stems from our commitment to Jesus. Uh, without him in our life, um, we could be anywhere. <laughs>